Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail, where mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to the Breakthrough Cocktail Podcast, where we help you answer the question, what is the recipe for a happy and fulfilled life? I'm your host, Gary Ware, and this is episode 54. This is the final installment of our four-part series that previews our Elixir of Life virtual summit. And if you're listening to this in real time, the summit is actually live now. So after you listen to this, I want you to go over to www.elixiroflifesummit, sign up so that you can drink in on all the goodness and take advantage of this. So today we are previewing day five, which is on entrepreneurship. We're going to have featured speakers like Nick Unsworth, who went from having it all and feeling unfulfilled, selling that business and starting over again and now crushing it and living a life on fire. We're also here for my buddy, Joe Nastiger, who is a copywriter by day, but he had the idea of making a stand-up desk that was affordable for everyone. He's going to talk about how he did that while maintaining a day job, crushing it on Kickstarter, and making six figures. We also have my buddy and fellow improviser, Tommy Galen, who went from being a high-paid lawyer out of New York, feeling unfulfilled, just not digging it, leaving that all behind, selling his business, and starting to be an improv instructor for lawyers. And then finally, we have Corey Poirier. And we had Corey on the show. In fact, he was on episode 32. And today we have some brand new material from Corey. And he talks about the traits of a super achiever. And what does that mean, super achiever? And so to get us started on our preview, our first clip is from Corey, where he talks about what does it mean to be a super achiever? Because before I heard that, I wasn't exactly sure. I had one perception of that, but he really cleared it up and he got me looking at things on a different perspective. So that's going to be our first clip. I wanted to really quickly mention and explain what an enlightened super achiever is to me. And the only reason I wanted to mention that is because when I talk about super achievement and high achievement, sometimes people think I'm referring to those people that they know that step over everybody on their way to the top, you know, or don't lift anybody up on their way to the top. And, you know, sometimes achievement or high achievers get a bad rap because of that. And so I, I went with this tag enlightened super achievers because I view it as a totally different thing. Now here's the catch 22. It's still a person that's thriving and reaching the top and achieving at the highest level. The difference I would say between an enlightened super achiever and a high achiever who's literally stepping on other people to get there is that an enlightened super achiever, it, their goal is to impact other people on the way to the top and to actually lift other people up with them on the way to the top. So examples I would give of people we've had on the show or interviewed in the past that would be enlightened super achievers that, you know, names uh, that people listening here would probably know would be like a Jack Canfield or a John Gray. So John would be the author of Men Are From Mars. And the only reason I add that in is because the John Gray itself, that name isn't necessarily a, a name that's, uh, you know, maybe highly unique like Jack Canfield would be. Um, but of course, uh, he sold 50 million books and he's helped a lot of people in relationships on the way to the top. And then maybe a Zig Ziglar would be another example who impacted so many lives during his life, you know, millions and millions of lives. Now that you know what it means to be an enlightened super achiever, our final clip is also from Corey. And he's going to take you through one of those traits of those super achievers and 
when you hear it, you're probably going to be thinking to yourself, wait a second, isn't this the same thing? But it isn't. It's a slight change in thinking and perspective. And if you follow this thinking, if you apply this thinking in everything that you do, this could be the difference between living an okay life and living an awesome life. As you listen to this clip, I want you to apply the lens of your own life. As Corey's explaining this, he's primarily talking about if you're in the business of sales, but this can apply to anything. So sit back, have an open mind, and be prepared to be blown away. So what Harris said to me to change my perspective, and I think this is a great way to set the tone for becoming an enlightened superachiever, is he asked me the question and he asked the audience the question, are you a problem solver or an opportunity seeker? And that sounds identical to a lot of people. It sounded identical to me, certainly, when he first said it, but the distinction is massive. And so to give you an example from the world I was in, you know, most of my sales career to show you the difference, especially if you're running a business and you have some sales component, which most of us do, you know, I used to sell photocopiers, uh, not for the faint of heart. I sold them door to door. Well, at least business to business, but door to door for almost 10 years. And one of the things that I would look for when I was deciding, is this an opportunity? Is this a, uh, a chance for me to replace this copier is do they have a yellow copier? Is the copier making some noise when I go in? Is the, uh, the administrative assistant or the office manager kicking the copier when I walk through the doors? You know, that would be what I would say is an opportunity. And of course, I mean, you know, by doing that, I did have a, a decent career. I mean, I'm actually happy with my career. I, I, I had a lot of success in the industry. But when Harv said this, I realized where I missed some amazing opportunities because I wasn't seeking the problem. I was seeking the opportunity. And what he mentioned, which I believe to be true, is that customers aren't trying to help you find an opportunity. They're trying to make a problem go away. So the question I started asking, and, and I've used this in my sales career and in my speaking career since, uh, you know, when I'm looking at customers, working with customers, the question you should be asking is, what is the pain that keeps them up, up at night? You know, people buy, they say for two reasons, one, to get rid of a pain or two, to fulfill a want or a desire. And to get rid of a pain is definitely the stronger of the two. So what pain, what thing is keeping them up late at night and if you can figure that out, you are going to make more customers happy on a regular basis. And so when I go back to the copier example, so I can give you an, an example of this, is instead of looking for that yellow copier, or if you were talking about your car salesman, instead of looking for that car that's blowing blue smoke out of the back, what you instead should be looking for is what's keeping them up at night. And why that's important is because that yellow copier is yellow for a reason. There's a reason they haven't replaced it. They might not have the budget. They might not see the value of it. They might say it is all, you know, it is already working and they come in and service it whenever it's not. They are not looking, you know, when it comes to that, they're not looking to replace that yellow copier for a reason. So you need to look at what the problem is, because if you can figure out what their biggest problem is in the office, you know, in the personal life that relates to that copier, as the example, then they will do anything to start replacing that copier versus if you're just trying to find an opportunity because it's yellow. So, you know, as an example, I'll give you an example that, I see in my career that I could have done a little bit more is instead of looking for that copier that's, you know, older, what I could have been looking for is what is the CEO, let's say if that's who's making the decision, what is the problem the CEO has in the office that eats up all their time or costs them money? And I used to hear a lot the, the problem of, well, I have to walk down to the reception desk to, you know, to bring my fax or bring something I need to print or something that has to be sent to the courier. 
I have to walk all the way down there. And that's not a big issue. Obviously, most of them aren't lazy, so lazy they don't mind walking. That's not the issue. The issue is the amount of people in the office they run, to, run into on the way there that maybe eats up two hours of their time that they wouldn't have lost had they not had to walk out of their office to go do that. You know, so we had a little feature called scanned email. And that scanned email would mean that from their office, they could send the, uh, the document down to Bob or Sue at the front desk and not leave their office. And all of a sudden, they could maybe gain two hours back of their day if they had to do that once a day. And if they value their time at $500 an hour, now you're talking $1,000 time savings. You know, times that by 30 days, you're talking $30,000. So my question then becomes, what do you think the odds are if you can explain that to them in those words that they're going to be willing to spend $250 on a copier at least every month? Probably pretty high. And the same thing with the car blowing blue smoke out of the back. And the same thing if you're selling a home and a good friend of mine wanted to live closer to a school that uh, served and helped kids with uh, autism and his son had autism. And so he wanted to move closer to that school. He was willing to take a major loss on the sale of his house and pay more for the other house he was buying just to be closer to that school. So if you're that real estate agent, he's going to buy that house a lot quicker than if your whole reason is to say, hey, it's got a pool and wouldn't it be cool to have a pool? Prior to hearing Corey's definition between an opportunity seeker and a problem solver, what camp were you in? Let's be honest with ourselves. I think a lot of us were in that camp of opportunity seeker. I know I never thought of it from that perspective, but yeah, I would go into a job interview and I would think, oh, this is an awesome opportunity for me. Or as I'm selling a product, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be an awesome opportunity for me and my business. And there's a lot of people that think like that. And there's a lot of people that make a lot of money doing that. However, if you are like me and want to live a life with purpose, just that small tweak of how are you going to solve someone's problem can just make things a lot easier. It allows you to create rapport and resonate with the person that you're trying to talk to. So next time that you go into a job interview, don't think about, oh, they're, they're going to be lucky to have me. Think of it as, you know what? How am I going to help them solve a problem? Don't overthink it, but just look at it from that lens and look at your strengths and figure out how you're going to help them solve a problem. And as I said, this can apply to every area of your life, whether it be career, whether it be personal, whether it be business related. This is just that one little thinking is going to help you. Now, that was just one of the eight traits of the enlightened super achievers. And that was just of one clip of one segment of one presentation. So hopefully that blew you away. And there's a lot more in store with that over at the virtual summit. So I'm going to leave you with that. This is not goodbye. This is I will see you here shortly. So I highly recommend after you're done with this, you get over to www.elixirlifesummit.com. Sign up for free and take advantage of everything that we got going on. Like I said, each of the presentations are only going to be up for 48 hours. You're going to want to listen to this multiple times. So consider investing in the $97 that will allow you to get all access pass. You'll be able to download the videos, the audios, listen to it over and over again, share it with a friend, someone that would need help. And also your contribution will help us raise $25,000 for Pencils of Promise campaign that will allow us to build a school in Guatemala. You know, seriously, think about the education that you receive just by going to school, whether you liked it or not. Think about all the opportunities that having just a basic education has brought to you. Now, think about people that are in other countries that are unfortunate, that don't have that luxury. 
by just, you know, giving your $97, you're actually, you know, going to be part of something bigger. And as our friend Jarek Robbins says, life supports that what supports life. That is all for now. I will see you over at the summit. And until next time, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome. Stay awesome.